Oh yeah! It's time for the Comic Book Kaiju Book of the Month. This month, we're going to be talking all about Eve. Mr. Marcus Seabury picked it, so we are going to talk about it. Before we get into that, let's ask our good hosts and friends, Mr. Marcus Seabury, all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. What's up? What's up? Excellent. And Mr. Chris Eaton, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Very well. I'm going to be talking all about our book of the month. So I am doing fantastic. And I want to let everybody know they can get our book of the month in our link down below. We have it in our show notes to let you know Eve is available right now wherever you get your comics. But if you get your comics digitally and if you subscribe to Comixology Unlimited, this book is free 99. You can read it for no price, no cost to you. Um, if you are a Kindle or Comixology reader, that is the best way to do it. So if anybody out there wants to check it out over at Kindle or Comixology. Now, Mr. Marcus Seabury, I have a question for you, sir. What up? What world have we left our children? Man, this seems a lot like the world we are going to leave the children. Like, And I'm the guy who has literally talked to younger people like, hey, we screwed up. <laughs> the environment's kind of crap. The earth's kind of trash. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> that's how I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> our our bad. Yeah, yeah. Our bad. <laughs> our bad infinity. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, so, like, man, I like this guy, Victor Laval. Uh, he's a traditional novelist, as I like to say. I used to say real, but that's not fair to comics people. <laughs> um, and he did this one book kind of like a riff on Frankenstein called Destroyer, where this woman kind of resurrected her son. I think he was a victim of like police brutality. Yes. I, I actually I actually read that in preparation for this. Yeah, like I was meaning to get the trade because I think I missed a few when I was trying to buy a month. It kind of slipped on me. But I was like, alright, this dude dope, you know. Plus he a brother, I ain't gonna lie, this spoke to him. You know. <laughs> so, and then, uh, and I was buying this one. And then once again, I was like, "Okay, that's enough of this. Let me just get this in trade, man." I'm like, "I ain't finna, I ain't finna go to this every month because, like, I think I missed the issue or something." Yeah. And then uh, I had bought the trade when it came out, and and I just kind of had it in reserve. I was like, I was like, I was like, "Son, my pretty son." <laughs> Mark, is it your turn for book of the month? I was like, "Well." Let me go and do E because I've been meaning to read it, you know, read the ones I'd read before and finish it. So, um, yeah, that was my motivation, man. Just, you know, cool book and, you know, nice, you know, uh, young black protagonist. You know, I, 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 I kind of, you know, dig the woman protagonist. You know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lot more receptive to that at 40 than, say, I was at 20. Like, no, mm. girls. You yeah. Know, that, was, that was like, that was like young, dumb, younger, dumber me. But, you know, 46, <laughs> I was like, hey, let me read some stories with some, you know, strong women protagonists. And I always, I be thinking like, maybe I can show this to one of my nieces one day. Nice. Yeah. And this book actually was, like you said, written by Victor Lavelle. Art by Joe Me 
Jung and Brittany Peer. And this one, the story is basically when the ice caps melt, most of humanity has lost uh, to a hidden disease that was released. Now a mysterious girl named Eve has awoken in secret and must deal with a world that's nothing like the virtual reality she was raised in. Mr. Chris Eaton, what did you think of Victor Lavelle's Eve? So a lot of things. Um, first of all, I got to say, I really loved the book. Um, what really popped out to me, the writing is really smart. I love the color. Who's the color colorist on this book? Uh, Brittany Peer. Give her a medal. It's <laughs> fantastic work. Um the pencils are great. You know, every, this is a creative team functioning at the highest level. In my opinion, I did. I felt like, and this is not really a criticism. It's just, you draw inspiration from the things you draw it from. I got a little bit of, of uh, the fallout franchise. Ooh, games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a little bit of that, maybe a little bit of hunger games feel, uh, but not, I wouldn't say derivative because I don't want to have a negative connotation. Uh, the stuffed bear uh, that she carries Good. around, which named Wexler. Wexler. Uh, easily one of the best sidekicks, if you want to call it that, in, in comics that I've read in a long time. Uh, <laughs> maybe my favorite character, Wexler. Um, I want more stories in this world. I, I want to see the broader world. Like I, This set up so much for me in a, in a very economical amount of time they don't waste a whole lot of time but the world building is kind of baked in to the to the story itself which is always good you don't want to just have a ton of exposition here and then you know for the sake of exposition so i really felt like it was paced well the world building is great to the point where like i said i want more stories in this world i want to see how stuff got to where it is i want to see what happens after this like i i I love everything about this and I got some good news for Mr. Chris Eaton. Um, Seabury, I'm sure you probably already know, there is a sequel to this book called Eve Children of the Moon dropping tomorrow as we record this. Um, tomorrow I, is new comic oh, book day. Yes, that's fantastic. I didn't know this. This is yes. great. I'm uh, definitely going to pick that up. Uh, I was today years old when I learned it, sir. <laughs> yeah. Picking that so, up tomorrow for sure. It is the same creative team, Victor Laville and Joe Mi Jung. Um, so they are back and Eve's sister Eve is uh, on the cover with Wexler. So it looks like it's going to be another adventure in this world. Um, like, so we can cover so that on another whole one. graphic novel. Was it like an individual issue? Uh, this is an individual issue. So it looks like it's going to be another, maybe like a five part series. Mini series. Yeah. This one, the one that we read, Eve, is a five part mini series. So this mm-hmm. one, it just says Eve, Children of the Moon, number one. Is dropping tomorrow as we record this. All right, I might have to. Uh, well, I mean, I was, I was going to my local comic shop anyway. But you know, in addition to the X Men and, and Captain America: Symbol of Truth, I'm going to give me a little. Yes, Snake and Snake Eyes Comics in Knoxville. I'm coming to see y'all. Nice. And this is a Boom Studios book. If we uh, did not say that earlier, so I also enjoyed this book. Um, now, I felt like the ending was a little bit anticlimactic to me and it, and it was a little quick i was up all through issues one through four i was like yes yes what's gonna happen next and then when it hit issue five 
that's when to me it just felt like it was almost like actually have you guys seen the finale of She-Hulk yet? Yes. The yeah. finale of She-Hulk, I had a similar thing where I felt like everything got wrapped up really quickly and the whole show had been, you know, building up these storylines and then we never got to see the resolution. So it was like, okay, it's done. It's kind of flat. Yeah. So that's how this book felt to me as well. I loved the setup. I loved the premise of it. These are right down my alley. Like anything that is sci-fi with artificial intelligence and end of the world apocalypse stuff. All of this is right, you know, right in my wheelhouse. I love these type of stories. So it was already speaking to me when I, when I first saw Wexler saw that he was a bear. Uh, I got actually the AI movie with um, Haley Joel Osment and he has a little Teddy uh, sidekick. That's what it reminded me of. So also one of my favorite movies, but this right uh, was like I said, right in that, that genre, like everything that's perfect for me. And like Seabury said, I like that. It's a black protagonist. I like that. Um, it's the this the job of saving the world is on a black protagonist um, and her family. So I like that. Like everything else um, about it, but it just didn't to me. I felt like the ending should have been maybe another issue, maybe a six issue instead of a five issue uh, miniseries. That was the only complaint I had specifically um, with it. But I was, like I said, I was enthralled by the storytelling and and the world building that was done. Like you, uh, Chris, I was, I want to see more in this world, and I'm I'm happy to to jump into this new Children of the Moon book that's coming out tomorrow. Um, but Seabury, what did you think about uh, the art on this one, Joe Jung? This is the first time I've seen her, his or her art. I'm sorry, I don't know the uh, gender. I- I believe that's a woman. Okay. I was looking at the pictures in the back. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was cool. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a guy who's read a whole, whole lot of superhero stuff. So, you know, I'm probably used to <laughs> less realistic bodily dimensions. Oh, yeah. Um, but this was kind of cartoony to me, mm-hmm. kind of like chill. It was just like, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't like blown away per se by the by the humans, but like the landscapes, yes. Yes, all of that. All of the landscapes and backgrounds and just, you know, again, the the world building. And I mean, I like the way the people look too and like I don't know. Either she got black friends, or she, <laughs> or she says, you know, went to the internet and saw pictures of genuine black people. <laughs> like, you know, their like facial features. Mm-hmm. E's facial features are very ethnic. Yeah, and, you know, it was also some other little cool moments, like it was some hair braiding up in there, and I was like, I was like, yes, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Black yeah. women take their hair. Very seriously, <laughs> and and you know that stuff felt really felt authentic, and I just I just dug you know all of that. Like you know, I'm like I said, man. As I've gotten older, man, I be trying to appreciate you know, you know what I'm saying. Not quite 
the type of artwork I would probably want on a splash page. But I was like, in terms of this book, I was like, it was perfect. Yeah. Mr. Eaton, what do you think about the twists of this book? Because there's a number of cliffhangers they're, they're kind and of twists. Um, uh, real what quick, did you think though, about it? Real quick, Marcus, to your point, um, what you're talking about there is representation. And uh, something that you, I don't think you can overemphasize nowadays. Representation is very important. Like, um, I go back to something that, that, I mean, I always thought it was, but this really drove the point home for me. This, uh, this goes to a wrestling thing. So there's a wrestler named Kofi Kingston. And a few years ago at WrestleMania, he won the championship. Now he is from Ghana, West Africa, and he was—he's the first African-born WWE champion. He goes back to Ghana. He presents a belt to the president of that country, and there you see these kids all you know swarming around him. And this one kid is like crying because it's somebody that looks like him that has—that is this champion. And I said, that right there, I happened to be watching it with my wife. I said, that right there is why uh, that kind of thing matters. Representation matters. And so I'm really, I was really glad uh, that all that stuff did come through. Exactly like you were saying, um, I really appreciated that about the book. Um, now, uh, to your question, Vector. Um, I, I think probably my favorite, I... Like you said, there's multiple ones. I like the twist involving Wexler. I really do. And I'm not going to spoil it because it's it's so good. I want people to read it. Um, the other twist that I think we're probably talking about, I kind of saw coming. Um, but the one with Wexler, I love, of course, I love Wexler anyway. <laughs> but but I really liked that twist. And, I, and I, it caught me. I did not see it coming. And so that's... When you can when because I studied writing in college, if you can get me with a twist, you've done good work. <laughs> like, so hats off to that creative team, to that nice. writer. Um, but yeah, I love that you know, that whole not everything is as it seems. As a matter of fact, I would say that's probably the overarching thesis to the whole book is not everything is as it seems. Right. Um, and that because that pays off a few times. Um, but yeah, the Wexler one is what got me. Yeah. And I like if you read um, in the back of of some of the issues, Victor LaVale talks about some of his inspirations and he did this also in Destroyer. I, I thought that was that was really good. Seabury was talking about how that one it's about the police brutality, black, you know, the shooting of young black males, things like that. And um he definitely seems very conscious and very um, he knows what's going on in the world and, and bringing these things to a science fiction genre, right. taking the real world and putting it into kind of our, our fictional world. Uh, but that's what all great science fiction does is. I was about to know, say that that's what the best sci-fi and fantasy both do is they comp they comment on, you know, sci-fi, you know, set in the future comments on today. Yeah, so does fantasy. So I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mister Seabury, mm-hmm. um, was there anything specifically that um, Victor Lavelle did in here that that made you want to read more of 
his work. Not only is he a, a novelist, but I noticed he's writing Sabretooth as well over at Marvel. Um, oh. So if you're if you're interested, um, you could continue your, his comic journey over there. But is there anything in this book specifically that he was doing that kind of captured your attention as far as storytelling and and uh, made you want to read more? Like I said, just like I said, just like the way they look, the little stuff about the hair, like it just felt authentic. Like mm. it felt back, you know. Yeah. But like you know, um, I'm gonna say like like black with a lowercase b, maybe <laughs> as opposed to like uppercase b would be like Tyler Perry. Like that's like <laughs> black, 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 the black, black, black. <laughs> but it was just like. Ah, you know, this is this is this is how this would go to you know, you know, maybe some people who, you know, don't have a lot of black friends or aren't familiar with black culture, like, oh there. And like I know it's a little thing, but there's like a reference to a Rihanna song at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is. And I, <laughs> I, was, I, I Yeah. I heard I was, it in my head when I was reading. I know, it. I know, yeah, I know. Okay. I was like, Of course it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just it just spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And, and and I mean of course I am an old black comics fan, so I am capable of enjoying things not written specifically with me in mind. But it is nice to get this. You know, um uh well I don't know if you remember back, but like back in the day when you lived in Memphis, I would yell out like, sometimes I just want to read people that look like me. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like right. it's just a real thing that I think everybody wants. Yeah. And I remember that one time I was like, yeah, I want to read people that look like you too, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also, <laughs> frankly, we've had enough of me. Right. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> crazy that we're in 2022 and it's not norm. Like the norm is not, Oh, we have Riri Williams. We have Maz Morales and we have uh, Naomi who we talked about on a previous book of the month, but there's just very few and far between characters of color in a lot of these books. And, and I'm not specifically talking black. It's, you know, Asian, every, every race and creed on the, on the earth that we don't have, in our comics. So I would also like to see just more of this. This book probably deserves a wider audience Um, coming from boom studios. This actually wasn't one that I had heard of before Seabury suggested it. So either I'm glad that you put us onto it, Seabury and that you put our audience onto it. Hopefully they can uh, come away from this book of the month and, and be a little uplifted, a little enlightened and uh, put Victor Lavelle on the map here, because like I said, he's, doing some great stuff with destroyer. Like I said, I read and I really liked, um, had a little bit of the same type of ending, uh, where it's, it's pretty quick, but I enjoyed, uh, destroyer just as much. And the parallels to the real world, like I said, with the crime, the uh, police shooting and the violence, um, very interesting the way that it's told. So I'm, actually very excited to check out this Eve children of the moon tomorrow and see yeah. what's going on uh, yeah. over there. And I gotta say, um, 
Just on some being fair. Uh, the the trend is oh, this person writes novels or books over here. So let's, you know, some companies seek out those people and like, oh, so if we give them a comic, then his fans will come. Yeah, but everybody doesn't get it. It it doesn't always translate. Yeah, yeah, and like, like you know, I'm gonna say his name. People gonna come at me, but like, God bless every book China Hachi Coach has written. But let me tell you, <laughs> but let me tell you what is not blessed: his Black Panther run. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how you boring in space? <laughs> I hate to say this, but you're not wrong. <laughs> That's what I'm oh, I kept buying it. I held on. I was just like, he gonna, he gonna figure it. I was like, oh, so you're not. That's just the way you're gonna write this. Okay, got it, got it, got it. But like, but, but like I said, he is bred in several other realms. But like, you know, it isn't an automatic like home run. So it's made me respect people like Victor Lavelle, like Saladin Ahmed, you know, who can jump from traditional novels to comics and get it mm. and get it and hold their own, not just hold their own, be just like really damn good. So like, I appreciate that. And I respect that those are two different worlds that everybody cannot traverse between those two worlds at the same rate of success. So, like, you know, I just I just appreciate people also who are just like, well, okay, here's another paycheck. Look, I did a book with some funny men and, you know, with spandex fighting. Yeah. It's like, it's like, no, you know, respect this medium as well. And I feel like Victor Lavelle does. And, I, and like, like I say, Saladin Ahmed does. Several people do, but it's but it's not a guaranteed, you know, home run or automatic hit. You know, there is some work and there's some there's a different kind of set of tools and a different language for, you know, each medium. Yeah. Mr. Eaton, any parting shots uh before we close out? Uh I I agree with everything Marcus just said, and I think it goes the other way around too. Uh, somebody who writes comics might not necessarily be a great uh, writer for a television show or showrunner. I hate to bring his name into it because I know how you feel about it, and I do too, but uh, Brian K. Vaughn uh, has not been as successful in in television and things like that as he mm-hmm. is fantastic at comics. So I think that skill set definitely, it goes it can go both ways, and not everybody gets this that gets this and, and vice versa. Uh, it is a it's a difficult thing to do because it's a really different set of muscles. I think if you're writing prose than if you're writing, you know, a com a script, which is basically formatted kind of like a screenplay. So uh, respect to anybody who can do both, and and Victor Lavalle definitely does it here. Nice, um, yeah, absolutely. And I want to let everybody know if you're interested in Destroyer, that is also available on Comicsology Unlimited for free. Um, Kindle and Comixology. So if you want to check that one out as well as Eve, both are available for free. And Comixology Unlimited, I don't know if you guys know this, it's only like, I don't know, $5 a month. So it's not 
a bad way to get your comics if you're going to be reading digitally. So just want to let everybody know that that is the way to go. You can get Eve over on Amazon. We have a link in our show notes um, if you want to purchase that. And next month, let's see, is November. I think it's my pick. Um, I have not picked my pick of the month yet, but I will let you know on a future episode of the Comic Book Kaiju. Um, before we get out of here, Mr. Chris Eaton, why don't you tell all of our listeners about our sister podcast? That's right. Our sister podcast with uh, myself and Marcus Seabury, the Kickout Kaiju. Um, we just did uh, Mankind versus The Rock from the 1999 Royal Rumble. Uh, we commentate effectively, reminisce, oh, you know, tell tell awful jokes over <laughs> uh, wrestling matches from past, present. We haven't figured out the technology to do ones over future matches yet. We're working <laughs> on it. Um, does it involve dilithium uh, crystals? Or <laughs> it does, and 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 at least fourteen flux capacitors, all fluxing at the same time. But the uh, and I've only got thirteen, so uh, we've. We do that, and uh, this coming week, uh, as a birthday shout-out to a friend of mine and listener of the show who will most likely be on the show at some point, uh, we are going to be doing the very last match uh, in ECW between Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, uh, which is a two out of three falls match. Uh, so that'll be a real fun a real fun watch. You'll want to you'll check it out. But yeah, kick out Kaiju. Uh, every week we deliver the best in two dudes who like wrestling talking about how much they like <laughs> wrestling while wrestling happens. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but I think, I think low key on some level, it's like, I'm trying to pop eating and eating trying to pop me. Like, like, you know, of course, gravity, you- gravity ladders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course we want the listeners to enjoy too. But also, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing out, you know, one line of jokes and pop culture references. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, <laughs> in random German. <laughs> ah, yes, 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 yes. news. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's it's a great listen, and and we'd love it if you would come along with us and become part of the Kaiju World Order. Yeah, yes. Kaiju World Order. Excellent. Well, I'm sure you lovely listeners already know that Chris Eaton, Marcus Seabury, and myself love comics, and you should too. Geeks out. <laughs>